Amen. This morning in our Bible study, we looked at Luke's Gospel, the fifth chapter. I want to return to that passage of Scripture, Fonda, and uh, play with it just a little bit, and we will be on our way into communion and worship God today. Luke's Gospel, the fifth chapter. Amen. I believe there's a word in there for all of us today. You got to say amen. Luke's gospel, the fifth chapter. Listen to the word of God. While the people pressed about Jesus to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake Gennesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake. But the fishermen had gone out of them, and they were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And when he sat down, he taught the people from the boat. And when he had ceased speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we have toiled all night and we have took nothing. But at your word, I've let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great shoal of fish. And as their nets were breaking, they beckoned to their partners in the other boat, to come and help them. And they came and they filled both the boats so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. Henceforth you will be catching people. For when they had brought their boats to the land, they left everything and followed Jesus. Thus far the scripture. I want to preach, share with you this morning from that subject, Great Fishes. I want to talk about Great Fishes. Amen. Jesus is at the Sea of Galilee, better known as the Lake of Gennesaret. And he is there doing what he does extremely well. He is preaching and teaching the Word of God. The Word of God is not to Jesus just uh, three points and a poem. Uh, the Word to Jesus is not just a little sermonizing uh, that makes you happy. The word of God to Jesus, as we learned in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, is that the preaching of the gospel has two particular resources to meet two particular objectives. The two resources of power and authority. That when the gospel is preached with power and authority, the gospel accomplishes two objectives, and that is to heal diseases and to drive out demons. So wherever the gospel is preached, the gospel of the kingdom of God, it ought to meet two objectives, and that is it ought to drive out demons and it ought to heal diseases because the gospel of Jesus Christ has power and authority backing it up, power and authority in it, 
power and authority uh, overflowing, overshadowing, under power, undergirding it. Uh, that's what the gospel ought to do. And when the gospel is preached, amen, and not just uh, gospel music is sung. No, when the gospel is preached, we, we love the gospel music, amen, but, but it's when the gospel is preached, the Bible says that crowds came to hear Jesus. Uh, when the gospel is preached, lives are changed. When the gospel is preached, the, the last becomes first, and the first becomes last. When the gospel is preached, the kingdom of God is realized. Amen. The kingdom of God is realized. And the least and the left out become the ones who are invited in. When the gospel is preached, no named uninvited people become the star of the show. That's when the gospel is preached. When the gospel is preached, the least, the lost, the label, the left out. They are the ones that are included, and the religious folks sometimes are the ones that are excluded. It is the religious bigots that gets penalized when the gospel is preached. It is the priest, amen. And it is those who are in power and authority in religious settings who are not doing the work of justice. Jesus critiques criticizes and condemn those but invite those who are among the least the lost the left out and the label to become part of the gospel of the kingdom of God and this is what Jesus is doing down by uh, the river down by the sea he is preaching and teaching the gospel and people are coming to him in massive crowds and so, uh, as they come to him, Jesus knows that he needs people that he can depend on to do the work of the kingdom of God. Luke chapter 5 is really uh, Jesus' way of reaching out to include the apostles in the work of evangelism, in the work of sharing the gospel. But then comes the question, who really are the ones who qualify to be great fishers? <laughs> who are the people that are qualified to be great fishers uh, by, by a man who ain't none but a carpenter from the backside of Jerusalem? <laughs> Come on, Jesus. Who are the ones who are qualified to carry this gospel of inclusion rather than exclusion? Who are the ones who are qualified to tell people in as much as your life has not gone the way that it is, it has been expected, nevertheless, God can use you to the glory of God. Do I have any witnesses in here tonight, this morning, of people whose lives have not turned out the way you expected? In other words, where you are right now is not where you thought you would be by this time in your life. Come on, do I have anybody in here? Especially if you've done the right things. That means you have crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's. And here you are at this point and this stage and this phase in your life. And you do not have anything to show. 
Jesus saw two boats. And he goes over to the boats, Fonda, and, and the fishermen had gone out of them and they were washing their nets. Might have been in the morning time, midday, somewhere around there. They fished all night. And watch what the Bible says. They were washing their nets. They had gone out of them and they were washing their nets. You've got to catch that image. Amen. Anybody in here ever been down by the ocean where they catch fish with nets? Uh, when time to clean the nets. They'll stick two long poles, a pole up this way and a pole up that way, and they hang the nets uh, on those two poles so they can see all the debris. Come on, y'all. They can see all of the mess, but the whole hanging of the nets uh, and picking out the debris and mending the nets, it is a classic picture of what happens to remind us in our lives of our failures. Come on, they had fished all night and they caught nothing and, and here Jesus found them at a point and a place in their lives where they had no evidence of anything successful in their lives, having had worked all night long. I'm just trying to preach to somebody today who at this point in your life, you are not where you expected to be. Come on now. Yeah, you thought you'd have been booed up and married with two kids by now. Here you are, single, ain't had a date in years. Come on, y'all. You thought it, amen, that by now you would have had your own business. Did not have to clock in to the uh, to the man in the morning. I'm come on now. You did not would not have to be a super you thought that by this time in your life you would have settled this relationship issue you would have settled this addiction issue in your life you thought by this time in your life all your children would have been obedient <laughs> lord have mercy because you parented well and you did the very best you could you you thought by this time in your life everything would have been fine would have had mother of the year, father of the year, daughter of the year because you had done everything that you're supposed to do. The Bible says they worked all night. That meant they were not lazy. They were not idle. They were not just hoping that things were going to turn out. They worked on their success. And as much as they have worked on their success, all they had to show in the morning was nothing but debris. That's a hard thing to do. When you worked hard at something and you have nothing to show for it. Come on, y'all. You prayed and you prayed. You, you fasted and you fasted. Come on, y'all. I'm just looking for two honest people in here today who have prayed and fasted and cried and prepared. Come on, now. You memorized the test and you still didn't pass it. Come on, now. You came up one point short. Come on. You went to the interview. They told you you just about had the job and you, uh, you sold and you prayed and you did not get it and here you are on the morning after and you have nothing to show for it come on and here come Jesus oh God stop 
stopping right by your address. You thought he did not know where you live and work and where you experience life. But here Jesus comes and the boys are on the boat with nothing to soar. But here comes Jesus and Jesus said, let me get on your boat. I like it, I like it, I like it. When you're all alone with nothing to show, Jesus said, let me get on your boat. Come on, y'all. You don't feel like fishing no more. But what you have used to get what you think you need that it did not produce, let me get my hands on it. Jesus got on the boat and he tell old he tell old Simon push off just a little bit in other words distance yourself from your failures come on leave the nets just a little bit come on my God in other words if you stay watching your failures you will begin to think you are a failure so Jesus says put a little distance between uh, the symbols of your failure uh, and the possibility of your successes. Come on, y'all. Anybody in here been sitting watching your failures for too long? You've had the rejection letter and they told you you were, you know, you were a good candidate, but come on, my God. Ah, they wanted to give you the scholarship, but they wanted to give you the job, but and you have sat there a little too long. What does Jesus do to resolve your situation of nothingness? He's like put out a little from the land. Finally, you didn't know the text was going to do all this. Amen. He said, put out a little from the land. In other words, distance yourself from the people and from the symbols of your failure. Some of the folks in your life, that's all they do. They remind you of your failures. They remind you of your inadequacies. They remind you, come on y'all, we are at the beginning of the year. If you're going to do something new, come on. If you want something new, you got to do something new. Distance yourself from the symbols of your failure and the people who remind you of how many times you fail. Come on y'all, leave the losers alone. Put out a little from the land. Uh, come on, don't let me preach too long right now. <laughs> Tell me when to stop. Tell me when to stop, baby. Tell me when to stop. <sighs> he sat down and he taught the people from the boat. Come on, I want you to see. Jesus can handle being in the middle of where your failure took place. Uh, their failure took place on that boat. And where does he come to meet them? God have mercy. Oh, I love my Jesus. My Jesus is not afraid of the places that I have failed. Come on, y'all. He can come and meet me right 
right. Come on. I, I want to sit on the boat with you. I want to sit on the boat. And the Bible says when he ceased speaking, he said to Simon, now, now, now you don't distance yourself from the people and the symbols of your faith. He said, now, now I want you to put out into the deep. <laughs> I want you to go in the deep. Now, you got to understand this thing about the deep, y'all. See, the deep is the best place to practice your successes. Come on, y'all. You can't experience your best success, Rochelle, until you get into the deep, honey. It's in, it's in the deep. So where is the deep? Come on, y'all. For them, the deep is someplace you have never been. Come on, God is calling us to do more than you have ever done in your life. He sees that there is more in you than you have ever imagined for yourself. Come on, you, you never saw yourself being a business owner, but, but Jesus said, come on, let's go in the deep. Come on, get a mortgage. I know you got a lease, but now we want a mortgage. Come on, y'all. Go into the deep. Come on. Uh, you've never been the CEO, but it's possible that you can be the CEO. You have all the skills necessary. You have failed enough. Now you're ready to succeed. Come on, y'all. Never trust a leader who ain't never failed at anything. Oh, why? Because in the process of you succeeding, you are going to fail. And I want somebody who can tell me about my failures and how I can turn them into successes. Come on, y'all. Come on. Let's go in the deep. Let's go in the deep now. It's that place you ain't never been. You're scared of the deep. You're scared of the deep. You can't swim in it. Don't know how to paddle in it. But because he says, go into the deep. Come on, y'all. I told y'all when I first started learning how to swim, I used to walk around by, by the 14-foot part of that aquatic center and I watched that 14-foot part. When I first walked in there, scared to death. But the 14-foot portion of the pool but I tell myself, I'm going to master you one day. Hey, you got to talk to the deep places in your life. Said, I ain't ready right now, but let me get some practice in. Because if I get some practice in and I learn how to swim over the deep, it does not matter how deep the deep is. Come on, y'all. You can handle the deep if you got the right person on board come on Jesus is on board you gotta have a coach to tell you how to get over the deep come on you got, got to have Jesus in your life to tell you you do not have to be afraid of the deep come on y'all sometimes the deep is you being being who you be uh, being who you be and don't care a thing about what people say you be come on y'all uh, if you want to live deep <laughs> sometimes living deep means living authentically living who you really are living true to yourself come on uh, sometimes going in the deep means living in the deep and living in the deep means uh, that you got to leave shallow people behind you why because deep talks to deep deep calls deep deep can relate to 
feet. Come on. If all we can talk about is body parts and how they function, ain't nothing deep about that. Don't care. Can we, can we talk deep stuff? Can we relate to deep stuff? Can we talk about how my life can change with this Jesus on board? Can we talk about new possibilities? Ah, come on, y'all. He said, come on. I got one more, one more. I'm done. One more, I'm done. Don't let me preach long. Don't let me preach long. It's first Sunday. But he said, look at what he said. Simon said, Master, we've told all night, and we took nothing but at your word. He said, at your word, I will let down the nets. At your word, there's something to be said about I'm going to do it just because God said it. There's something that I'm going to start over because God said start over. There's something that said, I'm going, I'm going to face my fears because God says so. Not because I feel it, but because God says so. Sometimes your best blessings in life, they do not come because you feel them. Come on, my God. They come because God says so. God said, go for it. Come on. God says, do it. That, that, that's how you're going to build a better life. That's how you're going to be at your best. Not because you are just full of hope and full of faith and full of courage and full of, oh, my God. Sometimes your best blessings in life, your best catch God says so. I tell y'all all the time. I married Renita Weems because God says so. I, I, I watched her preaching. Now just calm down, calm down. I watched her preaching. She was preaching a revival three nights, preaching over there at Saint, the greater St. John, not greater St. John, greater Bethel. My God, you know, she don't preach as long as she used to. Back then, she'd preach an hour and 15 minutes, nonstop. Never saw nobody preach that hard. Never saw somebody go so deep in the word. Never saw it. And at the end of it, we were best friends at the time. And God told me, see that deep woman over there? You marry her and take care of her. It, 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 listen to all the warm and fuzzies ain't always on the front end sometimes on the front end it is about faith in what God says God says do it when God says do it do it launch into the deep they're like it's the best catch I ever had y'all it's been 27 years and counting. That's right, baby. Stand on up. Put your hands together. Amen. Come on, stand all over the church today. Now, seriously. Stand all over the church today. This morning. I heard that word. We caught nothing. Master, we toiled all night. We ain't got nothing to show for it. 
Jesus wants to get in the boat with folks who have toiled all night long. Ain't got none to show. You thought he would have been stronger by now. You thought you would have had more by now. But here you are, all these years later, all these tries. Ain't got none to show. We toiled all night. We ain't got nothing. Jesus said, I want to get on your boat. That's the word today. If you came to church today feeling overlooked, underappreciated, underaccomplished, Jesus want to get on your boat. He want to sit there with you and at your word. That's what it says. At your word. Listen, you can trust the word of God. It ain't like the word in the White House, nor in the Senate, nor in the Congress. It's a consistent word. It says, come on to me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me. Learn of me. You shall find rest for your souls. Listen to what it says. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus just as you are. Come without money. Come without price. Come without pride. Come. You who are weary, come. You who have been ostracized, come. You who have been marginalized, left on the side of church and society. You're the one he wants to come. If you're in this church today, amen, as the music ministry gives us some appropriate music. I want to speak life over you today. I speak life over you, my brother, my sister. If you came to church, listen to me today. Don't get lost into this. If you came to church today, you had no intentions of joining church, no intentions of uniting with a church family. But listen, God spoke to you, straight at you, right at you. You felt, listen, this is, this is what I'm talking to you. Because it ain't for all of us. But it is for you who felt like the whole time God was talking to you. God was peeping your card. God had the 411 on you. God had the x-ray on your life. Come on. If you are here today under the sound of my voice and you felt like God was talking to you, I want you to meet me at the altar. Give Jesus Christ your life today. Give him your heart. Give him your mind. Give him your spirit. Let God take you into the deep. Let Jesus get on board of your life and everything will be alright. Come on, meet us at the altar. If you're in church today and you need the prayer of the church, come on, meet us at the altar. If you want to give your life to Christ, meet it at the altar. I say, even if you want to pray about joining church today, meet us at the altar. But don't let this moment pass you by.